Esther chapter 4. Now when Mordecai found out all that was done, Mordecai tore his clothes and put on sackcloth with ashes and went out into the middle of the city and wailed loudly and bitterly. He came even before the king's gate, for no one is allowed inside the king's gate clothed with sackcloth. In every province, wherever the king's commandment and his decree came, there was great mourning among the Jews, and fasting, and weeping, and wailing, and many lay in sackcloth and ashes. Esther's maidens and her eunuchs came and told her this, and the queen was exceedingly grieved. She sent clothing to Mordecai to replace his sackcloth, but he didn't receive it. Then Esther called for Hathak, one of the king's eunuchs, whom he had appointed to attend her, and commanded him to go to Mordecai to find out what this was and why it was. So Hathak went out to Mordecai to the city square, which was before the king's gate. Mordecai told him of all that had happened to him and the exact sum of money that Haman had promised to pay to the king's treasuries for the destruction of the Jews. He also gave him the copy of the writing of the decree that was given out in Susa to destroy them, to show it to Esther and to declare it to her and to urge her to go into the king to make supplication to him and to make request before him for her people. Hathak came and told Esther the words of Mordecai. Then Esther spoke to Hathak and gave him a message to Mordecai. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that whoever, whether man or woman, comes to the king into the inner court without being called, there is one law for him, that he be put to death, except those to whom the king might hold out the golden scepter that he may live. I have not been called to come to the king these thirty days. They told Esther's words to Mordecai. Then Mordecai asked them to return this answer to Esther. Don't think to yourself that you will escape in the king's house any more than all the Jews. For if you remain silent now, then relief and deliverance will come to the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Who knows if you haven't come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Then Esther asked them to answer Mordecai. Go gather together all the Jews who are present in Susa and fast for me, and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I and my maidens will also fast the same way. Then I will go to the king, which is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther had commanded him. All right, so Esther is in the palace. And she has no idea what's going on. <laughs> Isn't that funny? She's the queen. You'd think she would know what's going on. And, um, but um, the king has obviously published and sent it all out there. But in the palace, you know, he's got a lot of public servants and people that are working for him. And they just stay in the palace all the time. They don't know. That, and all these women that he has, they don't go out. And here we find out that Esther hasn't been out of the palace. She doesn't know what's going on. Mordecai, meanwhile, has put on sackcloth and ashes and he's weeping. And because of his clothing, he's not allowed to come into the palace. There was a rule. We read about that. And so Esther sends him clothes. She sends him clothes so that he can get dressed so that he can come in and tell her. But he didn't get the clothes. So then she sends a message and finds out what's really going on. And um, so that's when... Uh, we get the most famous line in the whole book of Esther and the one that is preached in sermons all around the world <laughs> where Mordecai says to her, who knows that you have come into the kingdom for such a time as this? 
And so all around the world, there are sermons preached, you know, where we say to people, you know, the Lord has called you for such a time as this. And that's really true. Um, in Acts chapter seven, uh, 17, 17, it says that the Lord has determined the times and the places where people will live. So, you know, I was born in Australia, grew up in Papua New Guinea and Australia, uh, born into the family I was, born male. I didn't have a say about any of these things. Well, it's the Lord who decides when you're born, where you're born, who your parents are, <laughs> what languages you're going to speak, where, you know, where you're going to grow up, you know, color of your skin, your racial background, you know, ethnic heritage. The Lord just decides all of this. You've got no say over it. heaps and heaps of things. So yes, the Lord has brought you to your life for such a time as this. There is a purpose to your life and there's something that you're supposed to contribute. That's why you're there. And so, you know, this is the essence of sermons that get preached all on this topic based off the life of Esther. Great, great stuff. And so Esther goes into fasting. Now, um, got to say a few things about all of this. First of all, people have said that, um, you know, God's not in the book of Esther. God is thoroughly in the book of Esther. <laughs> and when we see stories like, like in this chapter where they go to fasting and they go to prayer, it, they're praying to the Lord. They're praying to God. Like you can see that God is in the story. He's an integral part of their lives and he's involved. So God is definitely in the story. But he's in the book in another way too. Now, when we started the Bible and we were way back in the book of Genesis, I said that Jesus Christ was in every book of the Bible. I said that to you and I knew it was true. I knew in my heart of hearts it was true, but I didn't know how he was in every book of the Bible. I just knew that I had, we had to find him. And um, so I remembered thinking to myself, I wonder where Jesus is in the book of Esther. And I was thinking this like a year ago and I was wondering it. And um, Pastor Bob Bain, some of you might know him. He's a great, great guy. And he's he's a retired pastor that still preaches as much now in retirement as, as when he had his own church. He visits churches. He's, he's at one almost every single weekend. He's the most wonderful, encouraging man, and his wife's an incredible, faithful lady. You couldn't ha imagine a better couple. And uh, so Pastor Bob, you know, I was talking about all of this a year ago, and he bought me a book. And it was uh, by um, Marilyn Hickey, a very famous TV preacher. And it was Christ in every book of the Bible. And I got this book. And guess where the first place I turned to was way back then, last year, Esther. I wanted to know, where was Jesus in the book of Esther? Well, he's the most obvious part of the book of Esther. Esther is the picture of Jesus. Because here's a woman who has to take a risk of her own life. You know, in this chapter, we find out that she can't go before the king unless she's summoned uh, at, on penalty of death. But she says, if I perish, I perish. So she decides in her mind, I'm going to take the risk. And she fasts and prays for three days and three nights, which, by the way, Jesus was, was dead for three days and three nights. So she, in her mind, has taken on this potential death for three whole days. And then she goes into the king on the third day. Uh, we'll get to that in another chapter of Esther. So Esther takes the weight and the burden of all the people onto her shoulders that's what Jesus did. He took the weight of the world upon his shoulders and he went to the cross. Jesus took his life. He gave up his life so that others would live. Esther gives up her life so that others can live. And of course, the scepter is extended to Esther and she gets her life back. 
So she is the big picture of Jesus Christ in the book of Esther. <laughs> so it's like I open up my book for Marilyn or Hickey, looking through to Esther. Picture of Christ in Esther? Esther. Oh, of course. <laughs> so, uh, you know, maybe that was obvious to you. And it's definitely obvious to me now. And uh, But Jesus is in every book of the Old Testament. He's in the New Testament. But in the New Testament, he's there in black and white. You know, we, he's just talked about it so thoroughly. But in the Old Testament... He's there in code or he's there in symbol. He's there in hiding. There's a saying. They say Christ is in the Old Testament concealed. Christ is in the New Testament revealed. So there's so many pictures of Christ and here is a big one. And so she goes into fast. And of course, Mordecai is, you know, her advisor on the outside. He's telling her things and he's a picture of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit was with Jesus, guiding Jesus through his life. And this, even though it's a picture of Christ, it's also a picture for us because we are also called to give up our lives. We are also called to go before the king with requests. And, um, and the king, of course, in that example is Jesus. We're, we're supposed to go before the Lord with our requests and the Holy Spirit is supposed to help us and guide us. So it's a terrific, terrific picture. And it's amazingly, uh, crazy, crazily clear once you understand it all. Lord, we thank you for Esther 4. We thank you for the bravery of this young lady. And I thank you, Lord, she's an inspiration to us all. And I pray that the same grace that was upon her would be upon us too, to live and serve our Saviour, Christ, even in the midst of risks, even in the, the risk or the potential of losing our life. Lord, may we have the same courage that she had. In Jesus' name, amen.